Welcome to the Palm Harvest Podcast. We are a community in Costa Mesa, California. To know more about us, visit our website, palmharvest.com. To follow along with today's message, download the Palm Harvest app and click on Sermon Notes. Thank you for listening. Let's start, let's start off by having a nice hand for the band. Let's hear for the band. I know I, I sometimes come in here and my heart's not in the right place, but when, when I hear that worship music, it always gets me into the right place. So I, I really thank you guys for the talents that God has given you and for sharing them with us. So welcome to Palm Harvest Church, everybody. My name is Kirk Bauermeister, and I'm an elder here at Palm Harvest. We're thrilled that you've chosen today to come and worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with us here today. And would you join me in welcoming, welcoming our pastor? Everybody say, hello, Pastor Mike. Hello, Pastor Mike. Some things we just have to keep going, right? For those of you that don't know, I had a full hip replacement surgery a little over two weeks ago on February 17th, and I want to thank all of you for your prayers. The healing has gone really well. It's, it's actually kind of been amazing. I have a couple more weeks, well, actually probably a couple more months of healing still to go, but it's definitely been better than expected. I've had really limited pain and swelling. And I had surgery at 8.30 in the morning. I was out at 10. They had me out walking the halls by noon, and I was home at 3 o'clock. I was out walking that afternoon. The next day, I used a walker for about two and a half days. And since then, I've been walking on my own. Um, Not very far, not very fast, but uh, just walking on my own is an answer to prayer. And I got to tell you, I, you know, it's, you hit certain milestones in your recovery. And on Wednesday, I got released from the doctor to drive again. I got to tell you, I felt like a 16-year-old again that I could drive, you know. But I wasn't as happy as Denise because Denise was having to take me to work and pick me up. And then the, the really bad part of it is she had to take me to my meetings. You guys know I have meetings pretty much every night. So she had to take me to the meetings and sit through these boring meetings. And so... I love you, babe. And she's been, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's just been great at pushing me through, you know, doing my exercises and all the things that I need to do for my recovery. The other really uh, you know, huge milestone, and as soon as it happened yesterday, I texted Denise first, and then I te- te- texted Brett Eccles, because he's like two or three weeks about ahead of me. But I was able to put on my sock by myself for the first time yesterday. Now, that might sound like much to you, but I, I texted Brett, and he was thrilled. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal when you're able to put on your own sock. So... That lets you know a little bit where I am. So, uh, God's, God's ability to heal our bodies is amazing, though. So, uh, praise the Lord. Today, we continue on in our series entitled Re, and today's word is reputation. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you are concerned about your reputation? It means something to you. Okay, so quite a few of you. Now, the next question is should we be concerned about our reputation? And so, you know, as I always do, I looked it up in the dictionary. What is, what is reputation? 
And so the dictionary says that reputation is the belief or opinions that are generally held out about someone or something. A widespread belief that someone or something has a particular habit or characteristic. Reputation is the way you're viewed by people in your community. It's the way these people see you. It's the way they think of you. The general belief that someone is either nice or honest or hardworking. The general character of being thought of as a specified name. So if you have a reputation as being a cheat, that would not be a good reputation. Would you agree with that? And so now why is our reputation important? Well, reputation determines our social standing in our society. A lot of time is a measure of our influence. Uh, and a person who enjoys a good reputation is definitely preferred for better jobs and taking leadership roles. Would you not agree with that? So now, if you have your, uh, if you have your, your app, our big idea of the day is our reputation should be tied to Jesus. Our reputation should be tied to Jesus. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are here today to deepen our relationship with you. We want to walk away from here today closer to you. Even though we live our lives for you, we still fall short. We still mess up from time to time. But it's reassuring to know that you love us and forgive our missteps. So Lord, let us absorb your word today and live with the confidence this week that you love us, that you're for us, and you are with us in all that we do. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. So let's go back to that big idea today again. Our reputation should be tied to Jesus as Christ followers. Does that statement scare anybody here today? We have many names that people know us by, right? Some of mine are father, son, uncle, brother, executive director at work, elder, and I'm sure many more that I probably don't want to know. But the one that means the most to me is Christ follower. Now, if people were talking about me and if the first thing that they said was, he's a follower of Christ, then I believe that I would have fulfilled my calling and have a solid reputation. Because as Christ followers, we're called to go and make disciples throughout the ends of the earth, the Great Commission, all right? And I don't know how many of you watched Coach K's last game at Duke yesterday, uh, but because of that, I had to have a little college basketball theme in here. So I have a quote from legendary UCLA coach John Wooden. John Wooden said, Be more concerned with your character than your reputation, because your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. So we need to work on our relationship with Jesus. We need to follow his lead, and we need to follow his call on our life. We need to be, be concerned about our character because that will generate our reputation. Now, point number one in your outlines in your Bible app, Jesus' reputation was important to him. Jesus' reputation was important to him. So in the, the next group of verses that we're going to read, this was a conversation that took place between Jesus and his disciples after they had fed a crowd of over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. You guys remember the story? After feeding the 5,000, they then picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. So these verses are the conversation between Jesus and his disciples. 
So follow along in your Bibles, whether you have them in written or digital form. And just to forewarn you, we're going to have some fairly long reading passages today. Now you see, Jesus' reputation was important to him and his mission. Jesus knew that as the disciples were going around and feeding the masses and picking up these baskets of leftovers, they were overhearing these conversations about who the crowd was saying that Jesus was. And remember, the disciples had been with Jesus for over three years. They had seen him in good times and bad and actually had opportunities to peek behind the curtain and see the miracles that he performed. So Luke 9, 18 through 20 Starting at verse 18, it says, Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But what about you? Who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. And Peter got it right. God's Messiah, the fulfillment of Scripture, Though some of the people, the Pharisees and the kings, were unsure who Jesus was, the disciples knew that he was the Messiah. It was important to Jesus that his disciples knew exactly who Jesus was because his reputation mattered. Point number two in your outlines. Jesus will help us to build our reputation. Jesus will help us to build our reputation. So we know that Jesus was concerned about his reputation and about who the people said he was. And remember the big idea, our reputation should be tied to Jesus. Again, does that sound kind of scary? Well, if our reputation was based on our wealth or our position or our smarts, then the onus would be on us. But if our reputation is tied to Jesus, He will help us build that reputation as a Christ follower. If we work at it, Jesus will provide all that we need to build a solid reputation as Christ followers. Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. So having a reputation as a Christ follower means that we've put in the time. We spent time with God, We've been in the word, and that now people see our walk with Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means we're Christ followers. Warren Buffett said, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. So a solid reputation is earned over time. And just so you know, that Jesus left behind what the disciples needed to do to finish Jesus' work. And he left behind the same power for you and me. Just as the disciples, we have more power than we think we do in the name of Jesus. So this next set of verses, Luke 9, 1 through 6, is Jesus talking to his disciples before he sends them out to do this work. Verse 9. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them the power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. 
If, you do not, if they do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now remember, Jesus had worked and taught his disciples over a three-year period, training them to do the work that Jesus had set out for them. Then he sent them out. Go, right? with the power and authority to drive out all demons, to cure diseases, and heal the sick. Verse six says, so they set out and went from town to town, village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Jesus gave them everything that they would need to be successful, and he will for you and me too, if we step out in faith. Now here's some more verses where Jesus enumerates powers given to his disciples and given to us. John 14, five through 14. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how, we, how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that'll be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for so, such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say I'm living in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. They will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So first Jesus commissions his disciples to go out and spread the good news and to heal the sick. But verse 12 is even more powerful. Verse 12 says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, when I said earlier that Jesus would help to build our, our reputation, after reading these verses, I may have undersold that a little bit. Jesus said, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. I mean, that's pretty heavy. It's borderline scary. Do you believe that? Have you ever tried that, calling on the name of Jesus? Jesus will use us if we're available and willing. So now if I went and talked to people at the place where you work and I told them that you're a Christian, would their response be, well, of course, everybody knows that? Or would it be, oh, really? What's your reputation? What's mine as a Christ follower? Now, do you think the disciples were somewhat reticent of this task they'd been given? Do you think it maybe scared the bejeebers out of them? Do you think maybe they had the same fears and confusions that we have? How can I be an ambassador for Jesus 
when I don't have it all together, when I've had past mistakes and missed opportunities. Point number three in your outlines. Jesus is in the reputation repair business. Jesus is in the reputation repair business. Now, many of you had admitted earlier that your, your reputations are important to you, and they should be. Do you know that there's an entire industry around helping us repair our reputations? For a small fee, you can have a company help you repair your reputation online. Did you guys know this? It's called reputation management. In the process of improving your status when you appear in search engine results, online reviews, and other high-traffic areas online. A whopping 92% of customers check online reviews before making a purchase, and we know now that potential employers check out our online footprint before they hire. Jesus knew how difficult this would be for us, so he left behind the Holy Spirit, our reputation management expert, as an advocate to help us and to be with us forever and to live in us. He knew that we would no doubt doubt our abilities and our talents to do his work, right? Well, it's not solely up to us. It's not just on our shoulders. That's why he left behind the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is left behind to teach us all things and to remind us of everything that Jesus taught his disciples. So if you need a little bit of help, call on the name of Jesus or call on the Holy Spirit and whatever you ask for in Jesus' name is yours. Now, our next section of verses, John 14, 15 through 20, and 26, 27, is Jesus promising his disciples the Holy Spirit. So again, Jesus talking to his disciples. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and will give you another advocate to help you to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives within you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Verse 26. But the advocate... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So the Holy Spirit is our advocate left behind to help us. And the verses say the Holy Spirit will teach us all the things we need to know. So the disciples had Jesus to teach with them. He was with them for three years. And the Father left behind his Holy Spirit for us to teach us and to advocate for us. The Holy Spirit will guide us in building or rebuilding our reputations depending on where we are. So the next group of verses, and this is the long part, <laughs> is Matthew 26, 17 through 35. This is known as the Last Supper. This is the last time that Jesus had a meal with his disciples before he went to the cross. And I'm using these verses today for two reasons. The first one is in a little while we'll be celebrating communion. And so this gives you kind of the basis of where communion came from. 
And secondly, it will help to reinforce that Jesus is in the reputation repair business. And in this group of verses, you will see how Jesus repairs Peter's reputation. Verse 17, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city to a certain man and tell him, the teacher says, my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When the evening came, Jesus was reclining at a table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after another, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to the man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. And Jesus replied, You have said so. Verse 26. It's about communion. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given, them, given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood and the covenant which is poured out for many for the, for the forgiveness of sins. Verse 31. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. Verse 33. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. So now we're skipping down to verse 69. Now Peter was sitting in a courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But Peter denied it before all of them. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went to the gateway, and there was another servant girl that saw him and said to the people there, this fellow is with Jesus of Nazareth. Peter again denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. After a while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. Peter began to call down curses and swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, the rooster crowed. Now, do you ever feel, feel like maybe you've let down Jesus, where you had the opportunity to stand up for him and you blew it and you missed that opportunity, like Peter did? Well, look at impetuous Peter, the one who Jesus foreshadowed that he would deny him three times. And remember what Peter said? Peter swore that he would never disown Jesus, that he would die with him. Well, we've seen when push came to shove, when Peter was in a tight situation, he denied that he even knew Jesus. So what was Jesus' reaction to Peter's denial, Peter's betrayal? Did Jesus let Peter know that since Peter had turned his back on him, that he was dead to Jesus? Did, Peter, did Jesus let Peter know that he could never trust him again? Did he let Peter know that his services were no longer needed? Would have been fair, wouldn't it? But remember, Jesus is in the reputation rebuilding business. 
So Jesus sat Peter down and asked him, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's response, yes, I love you. Jesus asked Peter two more times, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's response, my Lord, you know I do. And then Jesus replied, then feed my sheep. So Jesus forgives Peter and reinstates him as a disciple. Jesus' most impetuous, most emotional disciple is brought back into the fold. So what example do you think this sets for the other disciples? And what example does it set for us? I think the example is that our love for Jesus far outweighs the mistakes that we've made. That's good news, isn't it? Let me read that one more time. Our love for Jesus far outweighs the mistakes that we've made. Jesus knew Peter's heart, and he knew that Peter loved him, and Jesus knows our hearts and knows, knows that we love him as well. So if you have baggage, like I do, our love for Jesus can outweigh our past mistakes and missed opportunities. And that's good news. Because what do you think Peter's reputation was after turning his back on Jesus? Remember, it takes years to build a reputation, but one act to destroy it. Do you think Peter had lost some some standing with those around him, including the disciples? I would think so. But remember, Jesus is in the reputation rebuilding business. And Jesus helps us to build or rebuild our reputation. Jesus is more concerned with where we're going than where we've been. He's more interested in what we're capable of with the help of the Holy Spirit than our past mistakes. Jesus knew Peter's heart. He knew how much Peter loved him, and he knew the value that Peter had to the kingdom. So as Christians, we are called to help other Christians to build or rebuild their, re- their reputations, just as Jesus did for Peter. And at the end of Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, he implores them to watch out after one another. Paul called it his final instructions. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 18. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So our reputation should be tied to Jesus. And we know that Jesus' reputation was important to him. We also know that Jesus will help us to build and rebuild our reputations. And in Paul's final instructions to the Thessalonians, we're to watch out for and to help others build and rebuild their reputations too. We're not alone in this. We're to encourage those who need a reputation boost. And how do we do that? By trusting them and by encouraging them as Jesus did for Peter. Remember Jesus asking Peter, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. So if we see some people around us not living for Jesus, 
we should be encouraging them to do so, to build a relationship as a Christ follower. And we know that Christ can use us if we're available. So make yourself available this week to Christ. Pray that he would use you to help build up your reputation as a Christ follower and to put someone maybe on your heart who needs that encouraging to rebuild their reputation. Would you pray with me? Lord, I make myself available to you this week. Continue to teach me how to be a follower of Christ. Use me as encouragement to those around me as a Christ follower. Let people see the love that I have for you and that I am living my life for you. Lord, put someone on my heart that I can acknowledge and encourage as a Christ follower to bolster and help rebuild their reputation as a Christ follower. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. And now we have uh, Pastor Mike coming up to uh, lead us through communion. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you, Kirk. So if my reputation comes from my character, that's why we're here today, right? We want to build our character. Um, and that's really what communion is. You know, Kirk said something. I'm going to disagree with him just a little bit. I actually, I want to say it. He said, he emphasized this. Our love for Jesus far outweighs our past mistakes, right? That's Kirk, Kirk you said that, right? Our love for Jesus. I would say it another way. Same thing, same words. But I would say Jesus' love for me far outweighs my past mistakes. So it's Jesus' love that outweighs my mistakes. It's Jesus' transformation in our lives that builds our, our reputation. And so to Kirk's big idea, and the emphasis is our reputation comes from our connection to Jesus, that's why we've gathered here today, right? Because we want to work on who, us. And so as, as Joe and Lisa are prepared to serve us communion today, um, Maybe you've come today with a, a sense of, wow, my reputation has been a little sketchy lately. Maybe my character has been a little weak. Um, recognize that Jesus' love for me far outweighs my past mistakes. And as I cling to Jesus, right, as you cling to Jesus, he does his work. And so as Joe and Lisa are going to be in the back there by the coffee table, if you guys would go now. I want to give you a moment, just take a moment right now and just take a deep breath, exhale, had a busy week, and I want you to kind of cycle through your, your own mind, how is your reputation, you know, how is your character really at the end of the day, have you been short with people, have you, you know, the, the, the Bible talks about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, have you been patient with people, have you been kind with people this last week, have you been generous? with people. If not, you know, we're busy. Sometimes we get frustrated. Just take a moment. Just ask Jesus to forgive you. Just ask Jesus right now. Say, dear Jesus, continue to work in me. Continue to filter out the junk and pour in the good. Because I want my character to reflect you. That when people see me, they see Jesus, and I can't do that on my own. So Jesus, right now, in this moment, before I take communion and I celebrate the truth that you love me, as Kirk said, and that you're for me, as Kirk said, and that you're with me, as Kirk taught us today. Lord, I'm praying today that you would just filter me 
even as I gather together here in this place or watching online, Lord, transform my character so that my reputation represents you. Amen. So, communion. It's a foot washing celebration, right? Jesus, before he went to the cross, said, guys, I love you so much, and I'm going to show you what, what being a follower of me really is about. It's not standing at the top of the mountain, you know, with a, a, a nice label. It's about washing people's feet. And so as we celebrate communion today, and as you go to the back and you take the bread, which represents Jesus's life, and you, you drink the cup, which represents his forgiveness for you and for me, invite him to just, you know, prayerfully say, Lord, continue to again flesh out my reputation right my character help me to be a foot washing jesus follower you good with that so as you feel led go to the back i would encourage you just hold it and then joe and lisa will come up here to the front they'll serve me and then i'll we'll take them together does that sound good okay let's do that Thank you for listening to the Palm Harvest podcast. We would love to get to know you. So download the Palm Harvest app for free and fill out our connection card. Your continued support helps us spread hope around the world. You can also give in our app and find out more about our community.